Welcome to the Hillbilly and the Hipster. My name is Chad McCool, and I am joined, as always, by my brother from another mother, Andy Crow. Andy, what's going on tonight? I came in a little early. My bad. You what's like up, my buddy? you like my new I, intro? I feel like I, I'm listening to NPR right now. Like, but I, yeah, it, it, I might like that intro. It's the typical thing. I probably sound NPR, and in my mind, I was thinking. Back in the day, there was a radio station in New York where I grew up, and it was the Quiet Storm. Came on after 10 o'clock, mainly like Fridays and Saturdays, and it was a guy who sounded like Barry White and played a bunch of baby-making music, like R&B, like <laughs> 70s, 80s R&B. So I, that's what I was channeling, that smooth, and I realized, yep, I probably sound like NPR. No, you may have been channeling that, but what was coming out of your channel was uh, NPR. This is what happens when a, a white boy tries to channel the Quiet Storm DJs from the R&B station from the you 80s. Gotta, you got <laughs> you got to tune in that frequency. A little bit. <laughs> so what's going on, brother? Not a lot, man. It's uh, not. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, but not n- nothing that I get into like that's prevalent it's just it's been a week um which is ironic because what what week is this chad um this is pink candle week in the advent wreath so it is joy pink is joy and and i'm gonna be real honest as of recording it's thursday um not been a lot of joy this week man and i feel i feel uh Oh, what's the word? Hypocritical? <laughs> That's my big word of the week, hypocritical. Um, because, you know, you know, it's a week of joy. We got to have some joy. And then I'm just like, this week is nuts. Right? I, I had some joy. I had a pretty good week. And then at some point this afternoon, it's like somebody took a, a little pin and put it on my balloon and just put it in enough that there's a slow leak. So my joy has been depleted. I tell you about the most joyful that you've probably seen me uh, this morning. I was sitting in my office and it was before any of my um, individuals came in to see me. And I was like, you know what? It's a Family Force 5 kind of day. So I listened to Family Force 5 Christmas album. Um, and I mean, I was rocking all the way out of my office this morning. So, so no Frank Sinatra yet. Look, we talked about this. I was going to watch Frank Sinatra and then it all hit the fan. Um, and I had to go out into the field this afternoon. So it, it is on my agenda. I will eventually listen to your Frank Sinatra. Well, okay. Did you watch Ernest Steals or Saves Christmas? I, I, it's not on any streaming service that I have access to. I need to figure out what I watched it on and I'll give you my passwords. <laughs> um, Actually, so I, that, I'm providentially hindered. I just openly admit to like breaking some sort of privacy oh, law. You and everybody else who well, I know somebody. I mean, we 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 know we're sharing passwords to streaming services. We traded my Apple TV for your HBO Max. Do you have my Peacock too? No, I have Peacock. I have Peacock for soccer. Oh, that's right. I thought I gave you another one too. I'm sure. Well, I'm oh, sure we. I just have HBO Max of you, and and I gave you my Apple TV, and I could give you my Paramount Plus. Now uh, we've got we've got that with another friend that they have, they have my Peacock, and I I have their Paramount. 
You can get my, uh, now I'm totally going to age myself, and you can get my angry old white man Fox Nation subscription. I may take you up on that because, so for those who are listening, that we're going to have to start doing a pre-show recording because some of our pre-show conversations are pretty good, um, today being one of them, because we were talking about our love for the show Cops. Uh, and now that i know that fox nation is airing new episode of cops so for dr wife if she when she listens to this um at some point chad you just need to text my wife and say the words baby don't leave i'll buy you some shrimps (laughs) cigarettes because out of nowhere we were watching we lived in iowa uh me dr wife and amanda were all sitting around we were watching cops I don't know why we were watching cops because it's it was always on it was always and maybe the, and i think really we were just sitting around talking and so i i had flipper control um oh i just it, remote sorry my family calls it a flipper i had the flipper control my stepdad I, used to call it the zapper oh that's good stuff i remember the first time dr wife heard me call it the flipper and and i thought she was going to hit me she was like, what the heck did I get myself into? She, she was like, what, what did you say? And I was like, hand me the flipper. What is the flipper? And I go, the thing that flips the channels. <laughs> like, control? And I was like, look here, Miss Hyatt. <laughs> and he's Sorry, coughing, coughing, so we've got coughing. dead air. Coughing pit. Um, Bad radio, Andy. No dead air. I, well, it was either that or suffocate. Take your pick. And then it's dead Andy and not dead air. That's good um, radio. <laughs> I guess. Fat man down. What What were we talking about? The, oh, the week of joy. Joy. So here's a little joy. Maybe this will give you some joy, Andy. Cops from joy. Because cops used to bring me joy. Okay. I, I can get behind that. All right. Go on. Sorry. So we, we've had our, our first legitimate uh social media interaction on this program friend of Um, the show new new friend of the show shout out not the guy who said he was going to give us life-changing things (laughs) and he just had the uh, air of a nigerian prince um but i'm I'm that nigerian prince money i'm gonna probably butcher this his uh his handle on twitter but uh forgive me i i am a uh i'm a yankee and so it's at R underscore Appalachiston, Appalachiston, Appalachiston. Um, he called us out. Eh, call out is probably not the right thing, but he called us out for two things on our, our last episode. He wanted to know how did Grandpa Jones's Christmas guest not make our song list, either of our song lists. And uh, he's moderately disappointed that Gremlins... Did it make either of our top five lists as a Christmas movie? Gremlins as a Christmas movie. What do you think about that? Well, I want to go another direction real quick. First of all, shout out. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah, thanks for reaching out. Thanks, friend of the show. This might be our first real friend of the show. Brandon, I mean, but he's he's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend of the show, Brandon, but he's also like friend of Andy since grade school. Yeah. So shout out to Brandon. But anyway, back to back to this gentleman. Um, I really I like I'm gonna I'm gonna sell myself out here. So I read his tweet. Um 
how did Grandpa Jones Christmas guest not make the list either? I thought that was a movie. I had to Google so it. I, well, I Googled Grandpa Jones Christmas what, Christmas list or Christmas guest. Christmas sorry, guest. Movie and nothing would pop up. And so I was like, I, I don't know what this dude's talking about. So I was hoping that you knew. And then talking to you tonight, because um, we haven't really talked about this, which really we haven't talked a lot this week, which is unusual for us. Um, it is. I was missing you. That's why I had to send you that early morning tweet the other day. And I appreciate that. That's why I woke you up this morning. And that's why you woke me up this morning. But I was just, I, you had told me, oh, it's a song. So when I get off here tonight, uh, friend of the show, I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. Those are lies. Just like you're going to check out Frank Sinatra. Look, I'll, I'll pull it up right now. You come at me like that. The funny thing about Gremlins is I, I will I will admit this, the true confession time. Um, I do remember Gremlins, and I do remember Gremlins taking place at Christmas and having Christmas definitely in the background. But at the time that Gremlins came out, and I am old enough to have seen Gremlins in the movies, um, I was in love with Phoebe Cates. And the only reason I saw Gremlins, I could care less about what was going on. Gizmo was cool, but I'd watch anything that had Phoebe Cates in it at that point in time in my life. So if, uh, you know, if if you put, if Phoebe Cates was in, you know, Blue's Clues, <laughs> I'd have been watching Blue's Clues at that point in my life. Hey, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. But I did share on a Twitter feed, the funny thing about Gremlins is I remembered Gremlins, and when I had thought my kids were age appropriate and about the age that I first saw it. I watched it with them and, you know, it was going great. Gizmo's great. They loved it. And then I had forgotten how violent it is. And my okay. kids, we're not even halfway through it. My kids are bawling their eyes out. They are so just terrified and I had to shut it off. And it was the, uh, oh, it's, it's the big, it was my big dad, Mia Culpa. <laughs> yes, big word. Back to it all comes back to the Mia Culpa. So, um, I was young when Gremlins came out. Like I remember watching. Were it. you born when Gremlins came out? When did Gremlins come out? Sometime mid eighties, mid to late eighties. Oh yeah, I was I was in eighty four, baby. Now okay. that doesn't mean I was watching movies in eighty four, but I remember like me and my cousin Sarah, like we would watch Gremlins and we liked it. But like, much like my youngest now, I don't have. I had the attention span of a gnat, so I'd watch a few minutes and then I'd play with my wrestling figures, um, and then I'd watch the dolls. More. You you were playing with dolls. They were action figures, sir. It's the twenty first century. I'm I'm such action. a dinosaur. <laughs> you need to check yourself. Um. So yeah. So I don't remember the plot of Gremlins. All I remember was Gizmo was cool. Don't get him wet and don't feed him after midnight. That's right. Bright light. Bright light. Yeah. So he'd say stuff like bright light, bright light. But uh, going back to the Christmas guest. So since you said I won't listen to it, uh, I just Googled what it was so I can look up the lyrics. Um, and so I have heard that. Yeah, before. I've heard that song as well. I don't know who Grandpa Jones is. So if somebody wanted to hook that up. But I, the version of that song or storytelling that I know is by Reba McIntyre. Oh, your Phoebe Cates. 
My Phoebe Cates. <laughs> Actually, so just to sell myself down the river here, um, ABC News did a special on Reba uh, last week, and it finally hit Hulu. And so I was like, shout out. So my whole family sat and watched it. Like, I was like, I'm watching this. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the oldest was like, well, I'll sit and watch it with you because I think I was letting him eat ice cream at the time. Um, at least that's what I was doing. So I'm assuming him and the little guy had ice cream. And then Ashley, you know, Dr. Wife is sitting there. And then she came on and mom, you know, she asked Dr. Wife looks over and was like, hey, this is dad's, you know, favorite singer of all time. And I said, oh, honey, I think it goes deeper than that. And so the story goes, uh, and I told them, I was like, this is the one woman I would leave your mother for. Even though she's older than your grandmother, I'm going to leave your mom for Reba. She's not older than my grandmother. You're not your grandmother, their grandmother. Oh, absolutely she is. Um, But like my oldest looked at me and he was like, what? I was like, dude, I sent her. An invite. So if, if for some reason this gets friend Reba, of the show, Reba McIntyre, if Reba McIntyre is a friend of the show and I don't know it, or if somebody that is a friend of the show, like knows the Reebs and can be like, Hey, this weird guy, I sent her an invitation to my wedding way back in when we got married, 2008. You better remember that. Six, seven, eight. That was, that's our anniversary. We did that. So I would never forget six, seven, eight. And apparently you're struggling. In middle well, age, it's late here and it's been a day and I'm old. Okay. Um, so I send her a wedding invite and I tell my beautiful bride to be like, honey, I'm so excited to marry you. But if Reba shows up, I'll leave with her. Um, so yeah, Reba is my Phoebe Kate. But I've heard her version of it, which is quite stellar. But everything that woman does is gold. So I get it. Let's reel it. Let's reel this big old bass back in. Yeah, and let's I, talk about I, joy. You I know, because crap out of that. My bad. Our original friend of the show. Well, once we got on Apple, Doctor Wife, um, you're gonna have some explaining to do. She knows. Like this is not a secret. So I'll tell you one more stupid kid story for me. My mom worked in a a Broadway theater in New York City, where um, Phoebe Kate's husband. And I think, I don't know if they were married at the time, but they were dating. Kevin Klein was in a Broadway show, and I was secretly plotting how I could take him out so that I could sweep her off her feet. I was like, I don't know, 12. I'm, I was, I'm, I'm proud of you. But no, I, I yeah, so I was, I was trying to uh, come up with ways that I can uh, undermine Kevin Klein and take Phoebe Gates off of his hands. So here's the thing. If if Phoebe Cates is a friend of the show, reach out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't know how I'd react to that. I think uh one day I'll share my John Piper story when I met John Piper and I was like a, a fangirl <laughs> blushing and gushing and stuttering. That's one, my, that's one of my favorite favorite Papa Chad stories. But let's talk about joy, Andy. So I know we're we're both kind of not as joyful as we should be this evening, but um, what brings you joy? What's bringing you joy right now? So uh, you know we talked like we both really enjoy doing this. You know it's 
it, it sucks not being in the same state for the last few years and same town where we can't just, you know, hang out or you can't just randomly come take over my office. Shout out to the Hoat. Shout out to the Hoat. Like, there was a point in time that, you know, I'd be sitting at my desk actually working, trying to get my my sermon and lessons and, and games and stuff laid out. And then all of a sudden, my door would fling open because I had an exterior door to my office. And then in would walk Chad with a bagel and coffee and hot chocolate. For both. Right. No, that's what I'm getting. Like, for both of <laughs> And he, like, nothing really was said. At one point, you just walked in, dropped it on my desk, and went to the couch, started eating. Like, neither one of us acknowledged the other one's existence other than you dropping the snacks off on my desk, and you just picked up your computer and started working. And then it became a thing for, like, 18 months. (laughs) Yeah, that was it. And if we weren't in my office, we were probably in my house. Yeah. Um, or so Panera, that, where all the old men in Terre Haute went. We went to Panera. Yeah. So it it you know it's been rough not being able to hang out as much, but you know this but this podcast has definitely brought me joy because it's just you know this isn't an act. Uh, this is literally how our conversations go all the time. Right. Like the, so only, he- the only thing not normal is like we plan out like okay this week we'll talk about this. But there's not a whole lot of anything else prep-wise. But there's not a whole lot of planning either. It's not. That's what I'm getting at. Like, a lot of this is just us being us. And and so that's brought me a lot of joy. I remember being on the phone with you for a long call. And and Dr. Wife, she was there. And I heard her over the phone. She's like, this is what you guys talk about? And I remember yelling over the phone to her. I was like, this is the podcast. We have the podcast. It's just our banal conversations. There's your big word for the week. That's that's going to be the new podcast thing. I'm going to drop in a word. Banal is your new big word of the week, unless you know that word. I, I'm not sure that's a word. I think that's just a, you burped and it came out. No. So really, my goal about this is the I'm going to use words that your wife has to text you Wikipedia articles. Yes. <laughs> it's an interactive game for her. Oh, it'll happen now. Thank it's you. It's the new that. Wordle. It's the new Wordle. <laughs> I didn't play the old Wordle. I tried for a week. And then when I saw everybody, when I was still on the social media and everybody's like, oh, look what I did on Wordle. Like, I'm out of this. <laughs> Can't do it anymore. I think the other thing that brings me joy, and we did it last weekend for the second time. Um, I love, like, Christmas is great, right? Don't get me wrong. Birth of Jesus, the second advent, we're waiting for him to come back. Love it. You know, I love the magic of Christmas being able to, you know, my kids are fully aware that, Christmas isn't just about the presents. Like my kids get three presents for Christmas because, you know, three presents was good enough for Jesus. It's good enough for my kids. So we don't make. <laughs> um, so that's, that's cool. But just the, the magic and wonder of them trying to, to comprehend what's going on. But the other part I love is just the, the glitz and the glamour of Christmas, the lights, the tacky music that you seem to hate. Um, Scrooge McDuck over there. Unless it's recorded by Unless a member of the Rat Pack. 
Rat Beach Boys. Um, All before my time, by the way. I'm not that old. So there's this there's this park, right? And every year as a kid, and this is going to kind of steamroll into what we said uh, pregame, if you will. Um, we would always go to the same park and walk through the lights. And it so every year we would come home and me and my cousin and then Dr. Wife and some friends would always go walk through the park. Right. And now that we're here and we can go. So we went last weekend and it was, it's not as good as it used to be. You know, things never are, but just so stinking awesome to be able to go and do that. And so I think that brought me some joy this week as well. Well, it's good. And, and this, and we talked about this, I think over the last couple of weeks, right? Like this is definitely a season that is prone to nostalgia. I mean, Christmas, you know, especially like the the traditions and everything. I mean, think about cookies, right? These cookies show up this time of year. They're not here any other season, any other time during the year. And like, I don't know, thumbprint cookies would be great in July. But no, unless you're eating Bluebell's, you know, Christmas cookies in July, that Christmas in July ice cream, you're not getting Christmas cookies. But these what cookies they, what show they up. The, the butter cookies or whatever that come in the old tins yeah the one i told you pre-game that i have in my office at the church so i memo used to keep those tins man and like oh my grandmother too you would think you were finding cookies at one point you're like no. yes yeah. open it up and it's like a sewing kit yeah oh why are they always a sewing kit my grandmother's too yeah. is full of needles and thread i thought i found it was the big one i thought i found the mother load one time and it was needles and thread. fingers that they just never sewed back on to my you know my uncle just, but we got to keep it it's first finger loss so just, just kidding for those first finger. i don't think you are kidding that was too too much detail <laughs> That was too real for me to make up. Is that what you're saying? Uh, it was too much. Kids, though, when when Memo passed, so you can't you can't check me out. So, but anyway, I do enjoy this time of year, and it's just different for me. I'm not all gung ho for it. There, there's a perfect storm. I think we talked about this. There's a perfect storm that has to happen, and I'll I'll go see some of the lights, and I, I really enjoy the food. I got to tell you the weird thing that brings me joy is so you know I live. I live in a in a pretty urban area, uh, like a. I, I mean, it, the Denver area is all it's it's basically like Dallas now. It's all a metroplex, but so I live in a what was once a suburb of Denver, but it's definitely all bleeding in. But there's an old church across the road from where I live. Um, this huge castle. They had one of the first Christian radio stations in this part of the country. So the radio towers there. Actually, I, I will be on the air in that station where I think 19 people listen to that as well, except they're all over 75 um, in January. But they have these farm fields and 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 they've been worked for most of the time this, this last year. Um, they did a little hay across the street, but there's been, I don't know, thousands of migrating Canada geese that have just flocked there. So the field is like flooded with geese as they're like hanging out in between. And in the mornings, if I if I walk or go outside and I watch them take off, and, and there's one thing I remember is like when you stand underneath them as they leave from the ground and they take off in that formation, like in that V formation, and you feel and hear the power of their wings as they're flapping to get airborne, like to me, that brings me a lot of joy. And it's, it's, 
it's ultimately for me, it's, it's witnessing God's creation here on earth. And it makes me, uh, makes me incredibly joyful. The, uh, the annoying Canada geese that everybody else hates. The cobra chickens as as I call them. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just think at this, this time of year, there's just a little more beauty in things like, there is. I get here. It's been kind of gloomy and rainy the last few days and maybe week. But I just, there's something about this time of year because people are more willing to talk and be friendly, right? And and things like that. It's just a beautiful time of year. And so it's it's easy to, you know, throughout the year to get in these funks and these Scrooge-esque states. But I think this time of year, it's harder to stay there just because the music on the radio is very uplifting. So I uh, I have XM radio on my truck. And so... Ooh, I've been fancy boy. Sure. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of uh, Spirit Christmas. Okay. Um, and so my favorite Christmas song came on uh, the other day, and it just lit me up. And so, one, it's it's a Longfellow poem that they uh, put to to music. And I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Oh yeah, that's a and good so one. My favorite line is that in that is you know then ring the bells more loud and something uh, and blah 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 and then God is not dead nor does he sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hearing that, I just it always just brings me to a spot of of not just joy but thankfulness because you know i I can take joy and be thankful in the fact that i'm gonna have problems and i'm gonna need to sleep and i'm gonna need to rest or you know seasonal depression is gonna kick in and i'm just gonna be like i i don't have it in me today and i i have to take this time but then i know beyond a shadow of a doubt that my God is so big and strong that mm. he is dead. Like Christ isn't dead. He, he walked out of that grave. Uh, but not only is he not dead, he doesn't sleep. And so while I'm sleeping and finally able to take some solace and some rest from my everyday, what I think are problems, which really probably aren't problems. Right, they're problems for me because things aren't going my way. Yeah, we have a um, lot of first world problems. Right, and I'm not saying there aren't problems out there. Don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. Um, but while I sleep to try to get away from some of these things that I have going on, um, I know that he is very much awake mm. and very much caring about what I'm going through. Right, and the scripture says, you know, he... You know, he feeds the sparrows, and if he cares for the sparrow, how much more does he care for us? Right. Right? And so there's a that that line in that song uh, brings me so much joy. It's a good word, Andy. I'm, I'm ready for the benediction. Well, now let's, let's get the praise band to come up here. <laughs> to pad between, to pad the, behind the, uh, the prayer. You know, it makes me think of, um, so thinking about joy, I'm thinking about Isaiah, 
this time of year. So I, I think about Isaiah, Isaiah 35. And, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about joy in here. Um, you know, it starts the wilderness and the dry land will be glad. The desert will rejoice and blossom like a wildflower. It will blossom abundantly and will also rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God, strengthen the weak hands, steady the shaking knees, say to the cowardly, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. Vengeance is coming. God's retribution is coming. He will save you. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame will leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute will sing for joy. For water will gush in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground will become a pool and the thirsty land springs and the haunt of jackals in their lairs. There will be grass, reeds, and papyrus. A road will be there in a way. It will be called the holy way. The unclean will not travel on it, but it will be for the one who walks the path. Fools will not wander on it. There will be no lion there and no vicious beast will go up on it. They will not be found there, but the redeemed will walk on it. And the redeemed of the Lord will return and come to Zion with singing, crowned with unending joy. Joy and gladness will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee. That made me think of that. Speaking of a good word. Can't beat Isaiah this time of year. No, Isaiah, they... I mean, you can't beat Isaiah any time of year, I should say. Oh, absolutely. Isaiah, man, he got it. There, there's so many so many good things that come out of Isaiah. I mean, obviously, the, the entire word of God is good, right? But you know, it amazes me how God works. Mm. Because that was how many years before Christ? Yeah. And you look at the Isaiah, you know, when he, the man of unclean lips and and the coal and the foretelling of, of how Christ is going to come and just nobody got it, right? Nobody got it. And then Christ comes in this way and the people that knew the scriptures and knew of, of Isaiah's prophecy and this this baby comes and people start to hear about it and they're like, that sounds familiar, but we're going to push it away. And they still didn't get it. Even though God told them however many years before that, Hey, this is how it's going to happen. And they're like, yeah, we're still waiting. We're still waiting. You know, thank God for John the Baptist in the womb. He got it. He got it. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, he got uh, Mary Magdalene got it. The, the Samaritan woman at the well got it. Um, That's what I'm saying, but like John the Baptist in the womb, like Mary and Elizabeth are talking and then she mentions Jesus and John starts doing somersaults. Like that, that dude got it. Mary it got it. Yeah. And just, yeah. I had a theological conversation with my old my youngest was there but he doesn't pay any attention to me because he thinks most of the time i'm just being annoying uh but me and my oldest who is nine we're driving home right i pick him up from after school we all pile in the truck how was your day how was your day how was your day you know and then i flip the radio on and what song is on no mary did you know oh 
And that's and, that's and, just and, like nails on a chalkboard for me. Right. And so we just say, you know, Mary knew she got it. She knew right away. Right. And so the, the, the piano starts playing and Turner goes, I love this song. Oh my gosh. We, we need to, I need to have a conversation with that boy. I said, what do you mean? And he goes, it's just, it's pretty. The music is pretty. I said, I'll give you that. It's pretty. Yeah. I go, but it's pretty poor theology. And he said, what? I said, well, they're asking, you know, Mary, did you know that your son would do this or your son would do that? And before I could go any further, he kind of cocks his head to the side and goes, well, yeah, she knew. Amen. I was like, my nine-year-old has a better theological grasp on Mary than the writer of that song. And if you think Mary didn't know, I just challenge you to read Luke 1, 26 through 35. You know, I mean, so the guy who wrote that song and recorded it, he played here in this area a concert recently. And I really contemplated going and just standing up in the middle of that song and start reciting Luke <laughs> 1 and saying she did know and screaming heresy. Uh, you'd be like St. Nick and just cold-cocking. You know, I mean, not to get too political, but there's a... I was just reading about somebody who gave us a sermon in England who talked about... Um, Jesus being uh, trans and that people got up in the middle of his sermon and started screaming heresy and walked out and wrote letters back to the archdiocese. And so I, I, I was taking a clue from there and I was going to go disrupt the Mary, did you know concert? That's a whole other podcast. Uh, like we're not even going to touch that today because no. that's a whole other podcast episode. We may come back to that. In a my few brain weeks. is, my brain's all over the place today. So I'm 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 rabbit trailing. Yeah, let's let's get out of that hole before we all get in trouble. Um, whoa, but yeah. So my my nine year old was like, yeah, she knew. Okay, she had to know because the angel told her. Yeah, and you know he didn't specifically say, well, he's going to turn water into wine, or he's going to no. do this. But it was made very clear, like. This is the baby you're having. This is what he will do. And so and I absolutely knew. I, I don't think she necessarily knew the weight, right? That she was going to, you know, I, I don't think she understood the weight of carrying the creator of the world in her womb. You no, know, that, I, that that's something you had to deal with. That's heavy. And I, I don't think she understood, you know, I don't I don't think she ever planned that she'd be walking down the aisle eight months pregnant no you know no. i mean i'm paraphrasing or I'm, I'm inserting my own you know emphasis mine and all of these things right but um there's something i think i think i like maybe we'll talk about it next week if we talk when we talk about love and really just kind of talk about mary and joseph and and that you know the fact that there's a there's a love story there yeah and i, I mean let's go back to to her not necessarily understanding the weight you know, she knew who she was carrying, right? Absolutely. I don't think she... No dispute. I don't think she understood the weight because if you fast forward 33 years and go to Easter on Good Friday, you know, you you read the scripture of of her being there and walking up, you know, with him as he carried the cross and and watching that pain and the agony... And him looking down from the cross at John and be like, you know, take care of her. Um, as a as a, 
as a human being, right? And and we give Mary a lot of credit for you know doing what she did and and being the one that God chose, right? But as a human being, even if you did know that your, you know, that that he, your son is the savior of the world, and he has a distinct purpose, I don't think anything can prepare you to watch your child suffer like that. Absolutely not. I no, I mean at, it's unnatural. I look at both of my boys, and they don't suffer. But like when they're sick, or when they're hurt, it it breaks me, and I know like you're going to be fine in a couple days or, you know, as soon as you let me rip that splinter out of your finger and 10 minutes afterwards, when there's a bandaid on it that has magic powers in your head, like you're going to be okay. But watching them struggle through that, it breaks me to a place that I don't, I never thought I could be broken. And so for her to watch her son go through all that, like, Nothing prepares you for that. No. So late of that, I don't think she was ready for. No, I, I don't think anybody could be. She was. He, he was still her son. Right. I mean, they but raised she him. Birth. She she birthed. You know, she gave birth to him. There's the whole hormonal thing that go. You know that we know that women experience through pregnancy. Um. And and I I think, you know, Mary. So I think depending, you know, the tribe that you and I come from, um, we don't give Mary enough credit, right? Because we've tried to downplay Mary to make sure that we're not big C Catholic, right? Who, you know, because because of, you know, Mary worship and things like that. I don't want to get into doctrinal things, but I think that we come from a tribe where we don't. And we think about this, like, this is a 15-year-old girl. At most, she's Absolutely. 15 years old. And I know we can, somebody can say, yeah, but, or, or no, but actually, that's right, there'll be the, but actually, it was commonplace for 15-year-old girls to marry and be in womanhood. Yes, but she's still a 15-year-old girl. And when she goes in Luke 1, in, in, in verse 46, when she goes to visit Elizabeth and she sings that song of praise, like, that is so theologically rich for a girl who is of, she's poor. Um, and I mean, she's, she's bringing in, she's bringing in notes from, from Hannah's prayer and she knew because she knew, she knew the word, she knew scripture. Um, Mm -hmm. she knew the prophecies of the Messiah. Um, so she knew that when the angel, when Gabriel comes and tells her, I mean, she knew that she knew that prophecy existed. And I think that's, why she asks him, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, how, how can this be if, I, if I'm a virgin that I'm going to give birth? Because once he once he uh, gives her the clear instruction, I think she probably realized, you know, that prophecy is going to be fulfilled by her. Right. Yeah. I, and I think the the how can this be wasn't a. Yeah, there's no way this is possible. No, and there's a because there's a keen difference between her question and Zechariah's question mm-hmm. just before, because Zechariah questioned the entire ordeal, and they're like, Yeah, you can't talk no more, bro. <laughs> yeah. like we're, I, like we're cutting tell, you off. Like I tell my youth groups, uh, you've lost speaking privileges. Yes. Thank you. Don't yes. stand in the corner. But no, it it wasn't a how can this be? It's not possible. It was a 
like a shocked, like, how can this, you're choosing me. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you choosing me for this? Like, absolutely. But notice that even after that, it wasn't a, well, I don't want this. It was, you know, how can this be? You're choosing me for this. Well, that's right. Well, think about this. When she goes to see Elizabeth, right? Joseph, she doesn't know really. And maybe by this time, I mean, the, she doesn't necessarily know where she stands with her future husband, with her family. I mean, she's in, she's in a really precarious situation being an unwed mother, you know, who's betrothed, right? She's so she's, she's been unfaithful. The townsfolk are talking, but she sings this song, right? In Luke one forty six, And Mary said, my soul praises the greatness of the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed because the mighty one has done great things for me and his name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. He has done a mighty deed with his arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. And that key verse in in 48, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant, surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. And, And I think she sees that for the first time, you know, she's, she's made that, that prophecy, if you will, she's made that declaration and later on in Luke 2, when, when Simeon, when they present Jesus at the temple and Simeon holds him up and, and has that whole song that he sings to her, I think she done for the first time, sees it with her own eyes that, yes, generations are going to call her blessed. Because this old man that we have no idea how old he is, but he's old. Um, you know, they they estimate Anna in the temples about 104, 105 you know, she'd been a widow for 84 years. And so, and, and Simeon's old and he sings that song, you know, makes that declaration to them. And I think she understands it for the first time, or she witnesses it with her eyes for the first time that no, generations are going to call her blessed. Absolutely. And so with all of this conversation to be said or being said, there's joy in that. Oh, Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. A, see pure joy. You know, read in in that when Mary and Elizabeth talk and John hears Mary from his mother's womb and he realizes what's happening. He's doing somersaults. There's there's joy in the womb. Yeah. Look at, at Mary's reaction to Gabriel. You know, this can't, this can't be, this is, and then the, then it clicks like, oh, it can. And, and God has favored me. And there's joy in that. You look at the manger scene and I know we've talked about the manger scene. It is not what we have portrayed it as. I'll be preaching on that Christmas day, the filth and the feces. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. Um, But like, (laughs) even now, as I, as I look at my manger scene on my mantle, that has our elves in the elves on the shelf. Um, one elf is riding a camel, and the other elf is sitting on top of the manger as the angel. And Joseph has a Christmas hat on, a Santa hat on. Oh, you're you're heresy. <sighs> Shut up. 
but there's joy in this. If, if you can, you know, and I can just imagine like Mary looking down, holding the baby. And I, I get it. Like it didn't happen as quick as we're making it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, whatever. But there's joy in the manger because she realizes who she's just given birth to. Joseph realizes like that, you know, this may not be blood of my blood, but I'm going to raise him and I'm going to be his daddy. And there's joy in that. Right. Um, uh, the skit guys did this really cool skit where it talks about how um, Joseph would have picked that baby up and held him over his knee, right? As a way of saying, this is my son and I'm excited to be a dad because that was the Jewish custom of the time. Like that was a way of saying like, yep, it's mine, right? And so there's joy in that. You look at the the shepherds coming in and the, and the wise men coming in and and really the wise men as they leave, there's joy and, and so much joy that they don't go back to the king and be like, hey, he's over there, right? Just every aspect of the manger scene. Even I think if you think about the innkeeper who was like, yeah, I don't have any room, but I can put you in my stable. Like, I think he knows, like, this is a good thing. There's some joy in that, that he's able to provide them with some space, even if it's not ideal. Amen. And, and the chaos that involves in it, the loneliness for her at the time that involves that. And, you know, Luke 2.19 says one sentence, right? Mary treasured these things in her heart. There's joy in that. Amen. And I think when I'm, when I feel, when I struggle, with prayer um and I, I mean i'll admit like full confession like i'm i'm a, i'm a little i'm a little melancholy this christmas i'm probably a little depressed for some other reasons but i think that you know my commitment and and what i've been called to do at the church this season is helping me drive through it but in these times when i feel this way i i do two things man i think about mary's song of praise the magnificent in luke 1 and i think about daniel's faithful prayer before he goes to the lion's den when they've hoodwinked everything you know hoodwinked the 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 king to to basically imprison daniel for his prayer life and and daniel goes to the open window prays towards jerusalem does and isn't doing it to like look how pious i am i'm praying like this is what this guy did day in and day out three times a day he didn't have to put a a notice you know put a a calendar event on his phone to remind him, Hey, I think you need to stop and pray today. Um, Daniel just did it. And I, you know, I'm convicted by those things. And those are two pieces of scripture that are really carry with me everywhere. When I'm, when I feel like I'm ye of little faith. You know, that's good. I like that. That, that, that hits. So Andy, what, 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 what kind of, what's bringing you joy as far as, you know, I don't know what you've been watching, listening to eating you're going to have some good meal. You're going to have a good meal tomorrow. Yeah. Um, that's brought me joy all week thing. And so tomorrow, um, which when you guys hear this will be already passed, but tomorrow is our, our district, uh, Christmas party. And so tomorrow at 11, there's a place called, uh, uh, Moonlight Barbecue. Phenomenal barbecue. Shout out Moonlight Barbecue in Owensboro, yeah. Kentucky. Moonlight Barbecue. 
Um, and so we're going there. We've got this back room. And so our district is like, I don't know, six, four or five, six counties. And so the, the P&P staff from all those offices will come together and we'll, we'll share a meal. And um, the thank thing is with, with P&P people, they're not really jokey. Like we're very serious. P&P being probation and probation. parole. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. There, there's not a lot of like we have, they have fun and, you know, but they're very like meticulous people. Um, I have not come from this world, right? I'm a youth pastor at heart. You're the youth pastor who they've made this person. Right. They're like, here, have this big boy job, little, little boy. Um, and so when everybody's going to show up in normal work attire on a Friday, which is, you know, a decent shirt and a pair of jeans, uh, not, not Andy. No, Andy is going to show up in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Christmas sweater. Um, and there will be a picture of this on our on our Twitter page tomorrow at some point. And my Disney Christmas tree hat. That is a Christmas tree that has different Disney characters hanging on it as ornaments. Um, and I, I, I put the, the party in work. So I'm going to eat some barbecue and and be merry. I, I too am thinking of some joy because uh, downtown Denver every Christmas they do a, a Chris Kindle Mart, which is basically a, a German style open air Christmas market, and there is tons of German food there. And when I go to this thing, if you remember Charlotte's Web when you were a kid, I am Templeton the Rat at the fair. I probably gained a hundred pounds that night, and you got to roll me home in a wheelbarrow, <laughs> bro. Of all of the references we've made, in what episode are we in? Fifteen. Uh, this is sixteen, and this is where this is this is fat guy fun because we're we're talking about food. It's what's bringing of us all joy. All the references that have been made in our previous fifteen episodes. Charlotte's Web, man, that one made me giggle a little harder. <laughs> man, I forgot about Templeton, man. But now, what is it, the Smorgasbord song? Yeah, in the, in the in the original one in the cartoon, the yeah. like the animated movie, yeah, he has a smorgasbord song. Oh, it's so good. I have to Google that. But yeah, I'm preaching twice this weekend, so I figure I'm just gonna I'm gonna enjoy some German food tomorrow at the uh, Chris Kindle Martin the 25 degree weather. Yeah, Doctor Wife is out of town this week. Her and the boys uh, going to visit uh, uh, one of our good friends up in the chicago area oh friend of the show well, i don't know if she listens to the show should if she does Does any friend of the show listen to the show i don't think uh, bryce has ever listened to the show and he's been on yeah well, yeah i wonder if bryce does listen now you know we've had a couple friends of the show that, that we have um and we love you but uh because dr wife is going i think i'm gonna get a, a log of baloney and smoke that this weekend Ooh, i'm uh, on my way for breakfast and lunch uh, on on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I'll phone in my sermons this weekend, and I'm <laughs> on my way. <laughs> I like it. Come on, come on. All so, right, Andy, hit him, hit him with the hit him with the tweeter. What what's our tweeter? Uh, it is at Hill Hipster Pod on the uh, Twitter. As long as it's still going, seems like I, I read Elon Musk is having a fire sale, selling off uh, furniture and stuff. But as far as I know, the app's still going. It's at Hill Hipster Pod. 
You can email us at hillhipsterpod at gmail.com. Um, and you can continue to critique where we've fallen short in Christmas songs and Christmas movies. Speaking of email, do you check that? I do. Good. I was making sure that I wasn't supposed to because I haven't. You are supposed to be our social media person because I don't have any, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to get better at that. But yeah. So hit us up on the tweeter. Um, Cause yeah, we didn't. We were, give me a give me a Christmas song. Like you're you right now, hand to your hand to your head. Because we're not violent people. Last so, Christmas wham. Shout out. That's uh, last Christmas I gave you my heart. But the next is that it? Yep. But the very next day you gave it away. This year to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Then you, there you go. I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna. So you can have the Andy portion of that because I'm gonna. When we get off here, I'm probably gonna rock the "I Heard the Bells" by Casting Crowns. Oh, that's a good I, one. I talked about the the poem. Um, I actually talked about that at work a lot today. I have two favorite poems, and that's one of them. So. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do tonight after we sign off before I go to bed. So well, I'll, I'll let you know a little secret before we sign off. Yesterday, I sat in the church parking lot in my car and and listened for the first time this Christmas. Came on the radio is Band Aids. Do they know it's Christmas? And as a child of the '80s, I uh, that's my Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. That bad uh, song. To support the famine in Africa with every oh, British pop be, star at the time. There won't be snow in Africa. Correct. Christmas. Man, that song, there's no joy in that song. No. no. They're British. They keep a stiff upper lip. Brits, man. There's some jokes in there, but we don't have time for those. All right, Andy, last word. So take the end of this week and just be joyful. Find find joy in the small things, because the big things are going to happen whether we want them to or not. But find the small things to take joy in. Amen. That's a good word. All right, brother, I love you. We uh, thank you all for listening. Um, be blessed. Find your joy this weekend. Uh, this little bit, the end of this week, this weekend, whenever you listen to this, take that time to to find joy in God's creation, because you know we can experience joy here on earth. And I know it's still joy. We're never going to have joy in its fulfillment until Christ returns, but um, there is joy here on earth. Yeah. As long as we're, as long as we're in this second advent, might as well be joyful. Amen. All right, brother. Yeah. Love you guys. All right. Be blessed. Be blessed.